You're listening to New Dogma Zine. Hello and welcome to another New Dogma audio situation. It's NDZ Live. We are on episode 11. We are firmly into the double, double digits. digits. Yeah, right? We're going to be teenagers pretty soon. <laughs> Let's not go that far. Does that mean that like we can like be extra surly? Yeah, it means that we can keep hitting snooze multiple times. <laughs> It means I'm only eating Pop-Tarts for breakfast. <laughs> Get some more french fries. Yeah. yeah, it means I'm staying up late. Yeah. Uh, well, late, later. Yeah, later. I later mean, than usual. Yeah. But I'm not getting a job just yet. I don't want my grades to go to shit. No. This is Andrew. I'm here with Grant, as I usual. I uh, We are joined by some returning faces, like Steve, who's Yo. checking his phone for something. He's checking basketball scores. Ah, he's looking at the notes. He's looking at the notes. I like on this. that guy. I didn't even know you could read. <laughs> <laughs> we are here with Travis, who's brand new to the show tonight. Hey, y'all. And uh, old friend and Dane County supervisor now. She's Local here to celebrity. Su- she's here to supervise us. Make sure y'all don't get out of hand. Yeah. She will be uh, running the committee that governs this podcast Good. by the end of the show. I've been waiting for this. We need, you know, it's just... Wait no longer. It's another... She's got my vote. <laughs> it's, it's I was going to say, it'd be by a vote, too. Yeah. She'd get it. Yeah. Da- Dane County Supervisor April Kagea Another feather here to join us. Yeah. How are yeah. you, April? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks good. for coming out. Yeah. You even, like... You thought you weren't going to be able to make it. You thought you well, were have a meeting, I'm right? supposed to be at a county board supervisor meeting right now. But I was like, mm. the agenda looks sparse. The agenda, look, you know what I'm saying? It was What's more nothing too new dogma, right? Or the Dane County agenda. You know what? I think she looked at our list of notes. Yeah, L- extensive. I was like, this extensive. This overrules. Yeah, the I think, meeting. So. I think part of it too. It could be because of the guest that we brought on today. That is correct. We are joined by new face to the Four Madison squad this season, uh, a native. Londoner, yep. a Londonian, as they say, across the sea. I think that's what they say. I don't know. I do know, actually. Yeah, you do. Like, yeah. and, I, and I know too. That's not what they call. He's him. an Edmontonian, though. Yes. Yes. From we Edmonton. Are, yeah. We are joined. Yeah. I used to live in Bay. By Laura of Unfield native Jaden Nonan. How are you tonight, Jaden? I'm good, man. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining us. Good by the way. Me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, <coughs> We could probably let, let's let's do a little bit of news first, okay? We got some news. Yeah. yeah. So, Grant, why don't you tell us a little bit about the the other podcast that you were on this week? Yeah. Um, on Monday, I joined our good friend Rob Chapman from Madison Three Sixty Five. He has his podcast Talking Flock. Joined him on Monday um, to kind of do a wrap up of the preseason match from Saturday. A three nothing victory over DePaul University, where the gentleman next to me put in a nice little uh, beauty of a chip. Um, we talk about that, kind of go what we've seen for the season. Yeah. Nice little wrap up as to where the boys are um, moving into the regular season before their first matchup at Omaha, and so which is next week. Yeah. Like it's here. Next Sunday. The sun, like the season's here. I can't believe it. And we got a whole, we got a bus going down yeah. to Omaha with like a hundred people yeah, on it. Yeah, a hundred people going to get to the game, man. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, other sort of related club side news uh, this week announced that they have signed a new right back 
uh, Frank Monitor. Wait, no, it's Bobby Screen. Bobby Screen. Bobby Screen. Bobby Screen. Bobby screen. <laughs> Frank. Is he, uh-huh. is he friends with Jimmy with Jimmy uh, Jimmy Stocks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. God, we're, God, we're dumb. <laughs> if, I, if my bad jokes make Steve shake his head, oh I know I've done my job. Winner. <laughs> it's so early in the night, too. That's, yeah. where, that's like, that's where when we step up production of the show, when that happens, we'll have a little noise. Yeah. On the broadcast of like a bing, and people yeah. will know that like we've gotten Steve to laugh. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's yeah. always a good thing when you can get Steve to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't happen often. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a couple of days ago, though, right? Or was it yesterday? Uh, I recorded it Monday, and I think it came out. Um, I think it came out yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And so we recorded it Monday. It came out Wednesday. Um, so yeah, um, go out and wherever you get podcasts, go check it out. Yeah. Um, through so some, you know, Ro- some, some good tidbits in there, and uh, Rob, Rob does a, does a great Screen, job of wrapping though. up. You didn't talk about Robert Screen, though. We did I not. that was just yesterday. Because um, that came, like we, like I said, we recorded it on Monday. Sure. So none of the news that has happened is, yeah. this is all new. The other bit of news, uh, the club announced today that they've signed what I assume is a backup goalkeeper. Correct. In uh, Correct. Martin Sanchez, who had previously played for... Uh, I think he played for. Um, give me a second. I'm totally blanking on it. He's an NIU guy. Yeah, he's an NIU. So he was an NIU guy, and then he played for the Crows. Yeah, sorry. he played for the Minnesota City. Yeah, yeah, he played for the Crows. Yeah. So we, our friends in Minnesota City right now are screaming at us on the podcast. You know, like Corey and Mel and those people from up oh, there yeah. that are listening. They're probably you know, the whole time. They're just like Minnesota City. You know, yeah. so, but uh, I saw Minnesota games. City play last year, and the game I saw, they gave. They shipped six. I don't think he was in goal. Though. I would. I would not. Yeah. Another bit of sort of sad news this week. Um, yep. I I came to know Bobby Caldwell actually uh, of his music anyway through you, Grant. Um, because he found one of his records, I think, up in the Twin Cities when we were up there one time covering the club. I think this was actually yep. the, the Minnesota 2 game last season. Yep, I found um, What You Won't Do For Love. Yeah. Um, his big, that's his big single. Which has been sampled by Boys to Men and, right. and various other R&B and hip-hop groups. Dilla. Yeah. And um, that's got probably four or five of his biggest hits on it. Yeah. And it's hard to find. You know, I found a copy of it. Um pretty happy I got it but yeah Bobby Caldwell passes away 71 71 years young, old young buck you know and I think the coolest thing for me was you know Bobby Caldwell was when I was a young kid growing up he was one of the first guys that kind of got me really into listening to soul music mm. and he while you know he was you know people knew who he was he never had like the smashing success that a lot of people thought he would have. Um, but you saw, like, when he passed away, yeah, it was, like, people like Questlove and Pharrell and Nas and The Alchemist and, you know, these big, huge names of music that were giving him his flowers. Yeah. And that's, I think, as an artist, that's what you want at the end is to have people within your industry that you look up to and within the R&B and then within the soul yeah. industry 
they'll look up to you and say like we just lost a huge a huge voice in our genre so he was like one of very few like white artists to get invited to play the soul train awards correct and (laughs) he was one of the last artists that when music companies what they would do is they would hide like they would use shadows or they would use imagery on the on cover art oh yeah to to shade what the person looked like yeah and so when Bobby Caldwell signed his first album deal and that his first album came out and on the cover if you see it it's just it's a, it's a silhouette of a guy in a fedora sitting on a bench and you can't tell who the guy is yeah they purposely did that because they were concerned that this guy when he if, when he hit the radio that people wouldn't take him seriously being a white guy within the R&B and soul industry and yeah. so for a lot of years people would they thought he was a black guy yeah and so you know that was one of those things where you know when it came out but yeah he was he earned that respect and he was not one of those guys like I said that was capitalizing on the fact that he was a white guy in a black dominated industry yeah. and was just making money he just was like, I'm just doing this because I love doing it and I've got the respect I need and yeah. I'm good I'm he good. made good music and he made amazing music for many years for many yeah. years was still doing it like you know had a huge career in Japan like in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. I mean and so was still doing it for years just you know mm-hmm. on his own terms well he so. will be missed his Absolutely. influence has been is Absolutely. definitely felt um anyway R.I.P. to Bobby C. Um, his music lives on, and that's more than I can say for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll go listen to some Bobby Caldwell. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll, you know be, what? you'll thank us. You know what? I'll throw on some at the end of this episode. That sounds good. Um, and he'll play us out tonight. All right. I like that. I, like um, that. I think he'd like that, too. Yeah. Uh, shifting gears a little bit. So, Jaden, yes. scored your first goal for the club. How did that feel? Yeah, it was good to get off the mark early on, especially in preseason. Um, so yeah, I was feeling confident uh, leading into the season or on the weekend. Uh, yeah, man, just kind of pushing on, exciting times ahead. I think. Yeah. That was one of the things I actually brought up to Rob on the podcast was that when you play, it doesn't matter when. Mm-hmm. You get that first goal. Yeah. You just want to get it. Yeah, definitely. And so, because you get it, you get it out of the way, and it's almost like you can you can breathe. Mm-hmm. And so, would you would you agree that you've had like have is the week been a little bit lighter in training and, and stuff now that that's off your back and now you can just kind of like forward and moving forward and getting ready for the season? Mm, not really. I don't think for me. I feel I try to keep my my standard in training. The same, like, consistent as possible. Yeah. Um, the, the goals always come. Um, I'm kind of just glad it, it came uh, early, and can now just push on and just get more. And yeah, man, just enjoy the season and get uh, reach our goals and our targets. How uh, how are you settling at the club, Jade? Um, like, how, what was your what's your thoughts on Breeze so far? Playing there, uh, the club or like the, the, the turf. Oh, well, bit of both. Bit of both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of um, like just. Yeah. No, like the club Thoughts. in general, like the, the, the area, the boys have been great. Uh, the club itself, the staff, um, they've been welcoming, helped me, and everything I've, I kind of need to do. And, uh, yeah, man, it kind of puts you in good, good stead and good confidence for the season to kind of know like uh, they've helped with the transition and they've got your back and 
they've made uh, the off off the field kind of stuff easier as possible for me. Um, so like my main focus is on the pitch and to, to to get the work done and to do what's what's needed. You kind of you made a comment that kind of came out to me uh, in your little interview after the that match with DePaul. Mm-hmm. Um, you said the the feeling that you have in the locker room you haven't kind of had that feeling yet. Could you like elaborate more? Just like like I guess uh, yeah. Just you know, I because I know you've been to you've been through a lot of different clubs yeah. and different experiences. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Like, what was different about this locker room? Uh, I'd probably say this is like my my the second like uh, like first team locker room I've been in. Uh, at, at, at the other clubs I've kind of been in like the under twenty three setup, and then it's like Reading where I've, I was really in the first team setup and like around men and uh, out here it's it's, it's 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 like I'm around guys that are much older than me and guys that have responsibilities and it's like it's good to be around and it's good to to kind of help you grow. And um, yeah, man. As I said, like they've been welcoming. It's, I've got guys from everywhere. Like Nazim, he's from South Africa. Yeah. Cheney's from California. Mitch from Australia. Sam, Aiden is from London with me. Like it's kind of diverse. So you've yeah. got a good mix. But I kind of think like we gel well, and uh, week by week, day by day, it's getting like stronger and a tighter group. So yeah, man. I thought I thought it's going well, and got a good bunch. So you just mentioned that you know you've been in like the U23 locker rooms and mm-hmm. under and then now you're in a locker room with like grown men mm-hmm. does it have kind of like that feeling to you that like this is like you're now like like a this is like the this is more of like the professional this is what being like a pro is like this is what it is like you've got grown men in the locker room now with like yeah. like you said like responsibilities mm-hmm. and like you know is it you know a little bit a little bit more gravity to what you're doing yeah you know in terms of like that this is like there's a little bit more on the table there. Yeah, I kind of I kind of got a taste of it um, back in back in England. Yeah, I say a few years ago at Reading and kind of yeah like a, a little bit at Sheffield like training and just being in and around it. So I kind of you kind of know the standard, but like, when you're definitely in it and like a like you're gonna be a part of that squad. Now. Yeah, like, like like a big part of the squad. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, so when you're when you're when you're there and you feel like you got responsibility, like yeah. you got fans and it's like it's, it's different, but yeah. it's like I'm kind of like. I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm just kind of what's the word like just letting everything what comes to me and just being open to it and yeah man just, just fighting ahead and just Absolutely. doing Absolutely. my best man yeah it's um tell us a bit about your background like where you grew up your family when yeah. you started playing football um so I grew up in North London uh, England uh I got six siblings um got an old, uh, older brother, a younger brother, and then four other sisters, um, so there's like a, a big group, um, but from young it was kind of like, at home home, it was just wait, like, wait, wait, wait. so it was three boys and then four girls? Uh, yeah, there's three boys and four girls. Wow! So yeah, got a lot of siblings. Yeah. Um, but like all in a row, like you had three boys, and then there's like four girls after that? Nah, it goes, so it goes a boy, girl, okay. boy, girl, girl. Yeah, boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're kind of in the in the middle of all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of say yeah. Middle kid. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yep. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice. Obviously, it's growing up uh, at home with my sisters, and my brother, and my mom. Um, so yeah, it was it was 
kind of got that family unit. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's good. I feel like I got a, a good, strong background at home supporting me, and yeah, man, I got responsibilities. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's was it always footy when you were a little kid? Yeah, for sure. Like you just knew, like a, like playing as a little kid, you were like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, football or nothing for me, man. Yeah, so there weren't any other sports for you that, like, you... Nah. Nah, it was just I like basketball, to be fair. Oh, yeah. But there's not much of it in, in England. But yeah, I'm here, like, good I watch time all the time. Good time for you to be here. Like, oh, this is sure, a huge man. time right now. Like, March Madness is big. Like, I like it, man. I'm enjoying it. I'm and the taking play- it all in. Playoffs are coming. It's NBA playoffs are coming. Yeah. I want to go to... I've been to a game in Orlando before. You want to go to a Bucks game? I'm trying to go, I'm trying to get some, trying to go yeah. to a box game. We should go to a box game. game. We can set this up. Yeah, man, for sure. We can set this up. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So you, you, you're just saying, like, you, ne- you never got into the darts? No. <laughs> 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 nah. you, you're, you're not a cricket guy? <laughs> no, nah, I played darts a few times. Like, the electric ones. Did you, uh, what, yeah. what about rugby, though? Like, rugby's huge over anything. I mean, no, not rugby, but I like NFL out here. Though. Yeah, like, I like the, the game. Yeah, man, so I, like, I like the vibes. I like the whole like concept. Like, go, go to a game. I know the games are quite long, but like, you love college football. Oh, for sure. Because like going like if, if you're still here, like, I'm gonna catch a Badgers game. Badger game. Go yeah. Badger, like oh, Badger game for sure. We gotta yeah. go Badgers. I wanted to catch a basketball game, but I know that like, it's just finished now. Well, Obviously. they're having a tournament though. Like the NIT is still, so they'll be playing on Sunday. There's a game around here on Sunday. They're playing on Sunday. Oh yeah, man. I'm trying right downtown. We should game. Yeah. yeah, but so okay, so basketball. Mm-hmm. Who's your NBA team? I'd say the Lakers, just because of LeBron James at the minute. Um, yeah, but other than the, other than the Lakers, I'd say like I'm a big Grizzlies fan. I like Moran. Jam Jamran. Yeah, man, he's one of my favorite players. Yeah. So I like Jam. Yeah, JD's the he's to clean up a few things yeah. in his life. Yeah, yeah I know a few <laughs> off-field <laughs> things, but like. On the pitch, man. Hey, you know, I think it's incredible. We all hit the skids every once in a while. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I've been there, so it's you turn it around and you you make things better. Steve's there right now. Yeah, (laughs) I think Steve. (laughs) I think I think Steve is in a perpetual state. Wow. That's why he's so surly all the time. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. He's like, I'm not even denying. Also, on the football side with your family, Jaden. Did any of your older siblings kind of pave that way for you? Nah, man. I was kind of the first. You're the, you're the first? Yeah. Right. Obviously, I've got one older brother, but... Were you, know. like, the athlete in your family? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. 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 Football crazy. Like, if I'm yeah. not playing football, it's like FIFA or watching it. Or Who was yeah, your team growing up? I'm a big Arsenal fan. Because this will lead into the next thing. Yeah, like, yeah, for them. Because you, you were a Hale End Academy yeah, product. Yeah, man, 100%. So... Yeah. so. I gotta ask about that. So I'll, let me list off your clubs that you played for real yeah. quick. So Arsenal Academy yeah. up through the U seventeens. Yeah. Crystal Palace U eighteens. Yeah. Brighton and Hove. Yeah. Up to U twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brentford B. Yeah. That was in there in the championship still. Yeah. Yeah, that was okay. in the championship. Then you went on loan to Bromley yeah. National League. We'll yeah. talk about that in a little while because yeah. National League seems intense yeah uh, sure. as a player as a fan mm-hmm. uh, everything mm-hmm. uh, after you loaned to Bromley you came back you got signed to Sheffield Wednesday yeah after done playing for the Owls now you're, now you're here yeah for sure um, so being an Arsenal fan myself mm-hmm. Uh, you were at Hale End toward the end of Liam Brady's like kind of running the academy there yeah for sure um, and the start of Andres Yonker yeah um, 
one of the things I have to ask, mm -hmm. I have to ask. So, did you play under Thierry Henry when he was first getting his badges? Yeah, he was with us for a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to find it. Wow. I had to find it. I, I think I'll, my favorite part about that is the high top fade. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, the high top fade looks good. A lot of features, but yeah, the high top fade. I mean, it looks good. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, believe it or not, I had one of those back in the day. Oh, wow. Wait, you had hair? I did. Oh. <laughs> I had, believe it or not, I had hair to my shoulders at one point. What? Yeah. I had gorgeous hair at one point. And then the gods smote him. Yep. Said, that's enough of that. Yeah, he's too sexy already. <laughs> you, you've had enough fun, sir. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's time to give you balls. I guess I, I wanted to ask what your time was like playing for the Arsenal Academy because looking at the years that you came through there, what yeah. it meant like you played alongside guys like Bukayo Saka, yeah. Eddie Nketiah, for a little bit anyway, yeah. and Neil Smith Rowe. Mm -hmm. um, Coming up with 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 guys like that whose career that went a different way, like I guess, do you still follow them? Like, yeah, man. Uh, just as players. I, I kind of grew up with Bukayo, uh, so he was. We're born in 2001, but he was at the age group below. But, like every tour we went on, he was there. Um, so yeah, man, it was good spending like my a good five six years of my career at Arsenal. I felt like it put my, my technical abilities and my like. My understanding of the game, like at a higher level, um, right. and yeah, man. Like, uh, as far as like us going different paths, uh, it's life. Uh, you kind of just embrace it. Um, no regrets, just like kind of lessons learned. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't trade where I am. I'm kind of happy with my life at the minute. Um, and yeah, like I still follow them. We still talk. I still support Arsenal, my team, man. Yeah. So I'm just gonna ask him. To like watch your boy, like Bakayo, someone that you grew up with, and to, like, I know his dad and yeah. parents know. So like to watch that, it's it's good, man. It's exciting. I got no bad feelings towards it. Good. Um, I love watching him. I love watching them. And yeah, man, I will support him to like that. So. Did you kind of know with Bakayo when he was little um, that he was gonna be special? He's my boy, but like from from young, like kind of you wouldn't. Especially him being like kind of quite close in age, yeah. you didn't really look at anyone else like in your sort of group like that. Like, you're kind of you're like going, like, your mates, but like you're going against each other sort of thing. So those guys like um, Chris Willock or Joe Willock, that like, were kind of older, yeah. Yeah. Tuba Akpom, uh, Ainsley. I would say Ainsley, like Maitland Niles, yeah, was yeah, in that group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, Ainsley. Yeah. Um, even like Reese, like Nelson, towards he was a year older. Yeah. But like you kind of knew of him, like his technical abilities from young. So yeah, like those guys that you looked up to, but like in our own age group, like you would never have thought like Kyle, but like yeah. go on and see him. Like, it's, 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 a, it's a good feeling, man. It's a good thing. Who's the guy when you were growing up that what? was in the academy that like you all kind of like idolized that now is like come out and like like you're not surprised that he's got he's having the success that he's having um i kind of say the one that we looked up to the most was chuba yeah. chuba akpom yeah i think he's now back at middlesbrough yeah, yeah. um yeah. he went on he went to doing turkey well there. yeah doing man well doing um, real well then but like chuba like yeah like he was he was quite a few years older than us and like from from like i remember like under like 10s under 11s like would stay kind of after training like, on a weekend and watch one of their sessions or their games. Yeah. And he was kind of like the guy. 
yeah, man, he's kind of gone on to do well. So it's, it's I, mean, good. I remember when he went to the Dons and was scoring all kinds of goals on loan. Oh, yeah. And they, like, wanted to keep him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember Arsenal brought him back and then, like, kind of benched him for a while and, like, didn't play him. And I was like, man, just let him stay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Don's fans loved him. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And Don's fans are nuts too. Yeah. yeah. So. That's that's Midlands in general though. When they get a good footballer in, like, oh, yeah. they're gonna want to hang on to everyone. So um, you you spent 2019, yeah. like Andrew was saying, on loan to a national side. Yeah. Um, you were in Bramwell. Yeah, it was a, it was quite a short yeah. stint. I was there. What was that like though? Uh, I was there for like a month, I'd say, month and a bit. Um, it's kind of like, it's yeah, like it's kind of like I was at Brentford uh, still um, when I went alone, and yeah. the B team is kind of like at the start, kind of embrace it, but like it's kind of different where like you're playing, you playing like I don't know, you playing Bayern Munich two on a one week, and then the following week we're playing like a a rising ball is like a homemade UK team so like yeah. standard was kind of up and down and at the time it was like we was like the start of it so it was new so like every year it's kind of changing so it's kind of one thing I didn't, I didn't really enjoy yeah. so like I went alone to Bromley and like it was even worse for me um, I'm not a player that I don't think kind of like adapts to non-league it's kind of like long balls playing uh, yeah. like ball tackles like the fans are a bit like yeah, it's kind of like... Fans have a go at you immediately, yeah? No, that's not really an issue for me, but it's like... They want you to be rough and tough. Yeah. Yeah. They want you to take that dot. Like, the guys that are like, we'll go in with the feet for the tackle. No, it's kind of like, at, at where I was anyway, it's like, you're training like three days a week. It's like, you, you, I'm, I'm, there's guys there that have other jobs. They're, like, they're, they're coming to training after like, doing a nine to three, nine to four. Yeah. Kind of like, so it was different. You get it? I'm... I was mad young as well, so yeah, um, yeah. I was kind of like thrown in the deep end. And, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. I was there for like a month, left, and then that's when I went to Reading, I believe, um, yeah. which I enjoyed much better. Like, kind of went as a back into the U23 setup, um, done well there, and then kind of made my professional debut like towards the end of like, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that was my best season, man, um, under COVID, especially in the U2, U23 setups. But there, there was no fans, so it's kind of like it was, it was different at the same time, but it's kind of like adapted. And yeah, man, I'm here now. Why not? So, Jaden, you, uh, you trained with the Ugandan team. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, like, um, I remember kind of, uh, um, it was in 20... Right before COVID, yeah. yeah um, the manager's actually not there now that I was there, but like we were speaking like a good year and a half prior to that. Um, I was kind of like unsure whether I wanted to do it at first and kind of wanted to focus on like club football and just um, really find myself as a player and just find get your regular, yeah, minutes, get, yeah, yeah, just kind of get that standard before I focused on international, international football. football. Yeah. I knew it would come, um, it would still come, but kind of like again, I wanted to find my, myself as a player and get a, myself in an environment where I wanted to be at, yeah. um, where I could then excel with international football. But um, I played, I think, two games. Like, a friendly was in, went to like a Dubai camp, so it was nice. Um, still like speak to a few players out there, so uh, yeah, man, it's, it's good, it's exciting. 
you mentioned like the COVID, you know, being a player during COVID. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about what was that experience like? Just like being a player, like going through that, and like especially like with where you were. Yeah. Because like at that point in your career, like you're you're making moves. For right? me, it was it was crazy. Like it was like that's that was my breakthrough season. Right, so like exactly. when I was on the bench, like week in week out, and. I was like a first team player, like, yeah. we was driving into training, staying in our cars, they're like bringing our kit out, our boots, getting changed in our cars, going out to train, going back to our cars, changing, they're coming to take our kits, bring us lunch, and then we got to go home and shower, but we was like in and out, in by like 9, out by like 12, 12.30, so wow, again man, it was mad different, and then even like, um, I don't know how it was out here, but in London they were kind of like changing the rules, oh, yeah. every, mm-hmm. like, every don't know if I can swear, but yeah, go for it. Every few months, yeah, it was pissing me off. Yeah, it was, like, it was changing it a lot. So like, it was like one time we're allowed to like go in the change room, but we can't shower. They've got like three people in every change room, so it's like can't like you know, like, five meters within yeah. someone. Yeah. And it was like it was kind of like it was crazy. Were so, you like, able to train on your home ground and play on your home ground? Yeah, but no fans. Yeah, no fans. So like, I made my debut, and I think it was like. At that time, there was only like 500 fans allowed yeah. in like the 25,000 stadiums. That was at Reading. Yep. Yeah. And then even like every time I'm on the bench, um, uh, the looting game in the FA Cup, again, like no fans, dead quiet right. ground, but like the game was on TV still, so it was different, man. Being young though, was it kind of cool though? Because like it allowed you to like go in without like the crowd on you right away, like you're able to just go in and just play? I know it sounds crazy, but like, I, I like it. I, I prefer yeah. the fans being there. Like, <laughs> yeah. kind of like, of them. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, yeah. Gives you that edge. Even at like, the friendly we played, I know there was only like a few fans there, but like, again, I had to hear them cheering. Like, it's yeah. cool, man, like, especially yeah. when I scored. And, like, yeah. You're gonna love playing on, with the flock then. Oh. Yeah, man. You make sure, a lot of noise. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. wait, man. Score some goals. And we're yeah. smoking drums. And yeah, man. Steve is Steve is our main drums guy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So can't um, wait. The, dr- are the drums they're being they're having the fixed up. Yeah, fixed right. up right now. Pick them up this weekend. Yeah, nice. so they'll be ready to go. Okay, nice. Looking, looking sweet. Yeah, nice. Nice. I'm stoked about that. I hope hopefully they turn out. Yeah, I hope so. You designed them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fired if they're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah what hack of a designer did you get from? Yeah, just so. fucking angry right. again. Uh, so, we've talked a lot about your history. Yeah. You know about you know like the past and everything. It's not more about the what's going on around. What brought you here? Like you know what made you like out of all the places yeah. like not only just to leave mm-hmm. England, mm-hmm. leave Europe, and come to the United States. Mm-hmm. And leave Europe and come to the United States, but land in Madison, Wisconsin, of all places. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, so, like, what made, you want, what made you want to come here? I kind of feel like from kind of when I was at Reading before I joined Sheffield, um, like America was going on, like, was on my mind. Um, again, like, I like basketball. I kind of like, I like how the States is. I like the food. I, I kind of know a few people that are out here, like Drew Yearwood, he's at New York Red Bulls. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know someone called Jordan Adebayo, who's at. Oh, yeah. Revolution. Yep. To yeah, it, he's at the I know a few guys that was at Reading with me. That was at that U23 setup. That's now that went to like the I think they chose like the college route or university route. So yep. out here. Yep. So like just speaking to them and like seeing it and just uh, seeing the USL. Got positive from them. Yeah, man. I liked it a lot. And um, there was a few other guys older than me. Uh, rest in peace, Anton Walks. But oh, yeah. he came from the UK and. Like from young, I remember seeing him come out here and 
there was a few others, I think there was a player that went to Atlanta too, from Spurs, um, not sure the name, but yeah man, from young it was kind of always in my mind to come out here, um, so then uh, when I kind of got the opportunity, uh, I was here towards the end of last year, not Madison, but like in America, yeah. had a few meetings, went to a few clubs and just seeing how it was and yeah man, I enjoyed it, I embraced it and then uh, I had a chat with Matt and JP and a few other guys and um, that the, the, the goal, the mission they have here, the, the plans uh, and just how like, how they saw me fit in the plans and how what I could bring to it and yeah man, uh, brought me here and landed me, landed me in Madison I guess. Had you known anything like about Forward Madison before Matt and JP got in touch with you? Uh, I watched a few USL games. So yeah. I, I see, I see a few games. Uh, I remember like coming across a few players on social media. Sure. I remember seeing like Nazim, like, yeah. uh, Mitch as well. Even before I joined the club. Yeah. And then um, I remember like when I first the chat first came about. I remember searching them on Instagram quickly and I just uh, going through the players and going through the account and yeah. yeah, man. I saw like the support you guys had. I saw uh, you guys like the number one fans in the, in the league and like, mm-hmm. even I think like the USL Championship you guys are quite up there as well when yep. it comes to like home fans yeah absolutely yeah we're seventh in the entire yeah, overall yeah so overall. and that was for attendance anyway yeah yeah, for yeah. and that and that was actually leading to my next question mm-hmm. it's like so when you know as a player you know from, from overseas and you mm-hmm. see something like that when you see like a club like Ford Madison that has the support that they have, yeah. you know, and here you are, you know, you're doing a podcast with mm-hmm. supporters from the club as well. Yeah, you know, sure. It's like you know, small club. Are those the type of things that like tip the needle for, for players when they want to sign for a club? Like it's like knowing that you're going to have that support, knowing that you're going to have like you always want to go to a great opportunity to play in a great situation with a good club, yeah. but you know. You can find that oftentimes in other places too. Yeah. Is it that fan support and that that other things that kind of like does that add to like the things of like the stack of the reasons why you want to sign with the club? Yeah, definitely. For me, I think it was kind of like between like a like a USL club or like a MLS two club. Yeah. And yeah. like a a big thing that pushed towards me is again I wanted to be around kind of like grown men and yeah. uh, being that like adult environment, change room and yeah, be around that. Uh, where there's crowds and fans and yeah man the support definitely makes it easier um, definitely uh, tips the point to, to you making a decision and so yeah for sure would you say that it's gonna or that it, it's gonna become more common for like guys overseas to kind of look at the American soccer scape as like a, an option in their pathway oh yeah man like I know I know like quite a few boys that have or like at like top academies and then kind of like going like from like Prem to Champ or like to League One and definitely like are looking to come to America and if they had the opportunity I think would come out here so yeah like I, I know me personally I know quite a few boys again like I know Aiden I know Francis uh, we were in like similar environments playing yeah. against each other yeah. that's what um, I was going to ask if you knew yeah, if you had prior knowledge of Aiden yeah for sure man, we played, I played against Aiden time again played with and against Francis so yeah man for sure it's a it's a small sort of small world small community the soccer community in general I feel like it is even just worldwide everybody kind of like 
has an idea of each other yeah, in sure. clubs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Had you, been, like, because I think you were the first to sign Ford Madison out of the London Boys. Yeah. And so, had you had any conversation with Aiden or with with Francis, like, prior to that? Prior yeah, to that? Yeah, I had, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, with Aiden for sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, with Francis, just, just a bit after. Yeah. But yeah, man, just kind of spoke and yeah, man, I was kind of knew it was going to be sad. Yeah. Come on, I have to go. Okay. So, I've got to ask, yeah. if you had any role models or players that you looked up to when you were kind of coming up as a footballer, mm-hmm. like, did you have somebody that you kind of modeled your game after? Um, I would say more of my game, I'd kind of say that a player I looked up to for sure, Thierry Henry, his ability on the pitch. Um, Yeah, man, and I like, well, luckily, coached me, so, again, man, that was like, that was unreal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah he's, my, he's my, probably my biggest idol. Andrew is dripping with jealousy right now. <laughs> I met I met Ian Wright one time, and I was, like, starstruck. Hey, you, did, you did more than meet Ian Wright. You got yeah, yeah. called the boss yeah. by Ian yeah. Wright. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> If Ian Wright calls you the boss, you know you're the boss. I am, and I guess. I was like, that was like one of very few times I've been starstruck. I turned around and like ran the other way. <laughs> 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 yeah. What it, what is it? I mean, there. As somebody who kind of came to be a fan of sport because it, partially because it's here, you read. Yeah. What was it? There are a lot of facets of his game that you could probably pick to like take up as part of your own. Mm-hmm. The the mental side, because he's known for that. The yeah. technical ability. How about that? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm gonna say. Like just the technical awareness and the, the ability. He was just a joke. His first touch. Yeah, for sure. I I don't think it's saying too much to say that he's kind of like the Kobe Bryant of soccer. He is. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. His mentality, yeah. his attitude, I'm like sure. the ability to get it done. Yeah, they even have the same like. That is a great. Same, they even have the same like five o'clock shadow beard. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And bald head. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like the first time I saw him play in the states. Yeah. Was watching Arsenal in 2014 play at the Red Bulls in in New, New York. Okay. And Thierry puts in a cross to Bradley Wright Phillips and. Brad puts the ball away in the mm-hmm. back of the net. So I was like, I just saw Thierry Henry assist Ian Wright's kid scoring a goal. Like, that's pretty fucking, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. I didn't even care that uh, Arsenal lost a match after that. I was like, I don't so, give a shit. Now you mentioned early yeah. that you were a big FIFA player. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Favorite FIFA. And why? Like year. Like what year of FIFA and why? Mm. I have two. FIFA 14 and FIFA 19. Yeah, I, I was going to say 19, I think. Gameplay. It's, it's gameplay in 19 yeah, is, is not, the best. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Um, like, I don't know what they did with the game engine yeah. in 19, but they haven't been able to match it. Yeah. They played like newer ones too. Mm-hmm. But just the, the movement and like on crosses and so on like crisp. the ball. It's, it's crisp. The first touch, like movement. Yeah. 19 is just... Uh, 19 could be a perfect soccer game. It could be a perfect I football think, game. I think, yeah, 19 is probably my favorite. Yeah. 
beyond that, I probably because I play it every year and I play it a lot yeah, as well. It's kind of it's hard yeah. to quite remember, but I say 19 just probably sticks out for me the most. Yeah. I'm such a career mode guy. Me too. Me too. And I think, and it, I want to say it was 20 that they revamped career mode. Yeah. And so sure. it's like I think I had 19 and 20, but it's like I because I usually go every other year. I should check that out. How, how I'm much does it change? Like I'm a really big critic. Sure. Like I don't do foot. Dude, no. I I do don't, ultimate and I, team. And I, and I, do you do do you do ultimate team? I play all my team just for like the first month and then after that I kind of like fuck it off. Just give it a crack. <laughs> and then I just play career mode. Career mode, just grind, right? Dude, yes. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's what I'm convinced that's what true FIFA gamers, that's what you do. For me it's Is career it? mode or pro clubs. That's yeah, all. same. That's all I'll say. 100%. Can I ask, is there an edition of pro evolution that even comes close to yes. a FIFA game? Yes. Um, because PES is way more popular overseas than it is in the States. It was 13 or 14. I think it was 13 or 14. It was really... Because FIFA, re they revamped their game engine in FIFA 15. I think FIFA 15, they revamped the game engine yeah. because PES had gotten to the point where it was starting to match realism but I was never a PES guy I, yeah I don't think I was as well no if I think my first FIFA might have been 11 yeah maybe I feel like it's like mine is, 90, mine is 97 <laughs> and I still have it like I still have it the, the Sega Genesis that I oh, bought yeah. for yeah. I still have it and it still works oh yeah that's awesome it's crazy 99 for yeah. 64 yeah. from the yeah. most randomest Andrew country bumpkin friend Andrew still <laughs> comes over and wants to <laughs> play <laughs> NBA Live 95 one of the greatest basketball games ever made Michael Michael Jordan in that game is like unstoppable he's 99 he's the only yeah. he's, he's, they, didn't, they didn't even give him a name yeah he's just player 99 <laughs> yeah because yeah. he's so good yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I just think it's funny though, because like when friends of mine overseas talk about PES specifically, it's like, look, the, the analog from my perspective is like your fighting games, right? Yeah. FIFA is like your Street Fighter, your Mortal Kombat. Yeah. PES is like Tekken. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. <laughs> so That's my game. The, a virtual fighter. The argument. The, <laughs> the argument that that my friends that like PES would always make is like, oh, the gameplay is it's so so it's so much more. I'm like, and that's fine, yeah. right? But to me, when I'm playing a soccer game, it's about presentation as well. I want it to be as close to like playing the game and like a television broadcast yeah, as possible, yeah. right? EA nails that. Yeah, for sure. They nail that. They nail because they have all the licenses. They have all the clubs. Yeah. They have not. They now have the Champions League license, so they have all the champions. So yeah, yeah. It's just you know, if you want the realism aspect, it's just, it's FIFA. That's what you yeah. do. Yeah, that's where you go. Sure. Well, so I guess not, not anymore. See, with the we end. thought we were just going to be talking soccer, and we <laughs> here we just get into a wormhole about FIFA. Grand, <laughs> if I want to play a Konami game, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Or or <laughs> we're talking old school Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play a for real hockey wasn't, game? Wasn't Double Dribble a yeah. Konami game too? Yeah, I think so. Man. Konami was big in sports games yeah. back in the 80s. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, Jaden, I got to ask, what do you miss the most about home? Whether it's food, friends, mm. culture. Music. 
Yeah, what is it? About music you can get. Yeah. About, like, we were listening to, like, the music that you like. Like, you like, like, you like a lot of American music. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah. I'd say probably back home, just like my son and family. Um, yeah, probably, yeah, just that, that the most. Um, other than that, man, I think the food out here is better. You think it's better? Yeah. Like, what, what have you had that you like better? Chick-fil-A. <laughs> 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 Zebra introduced to Chick-fil-A oh. I don't, I don't, okay. I don't think anybody that has spent a considerable amount of time in England mm-hmm. would disagree with you mm-hmm. that the cuisine in the United States is better than in England because in England it's okay what's English it's, food it's, it's, it's like, a rag well, like, I just think out here it's just there's so much more so much bigger uh, so much variety better. right yeah <laughs> being in a few nice restaurants like I went Samba yeah. In Madison, mm. oh, yeah. the food there, the Mino sorts. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah. good. Even at like Inovino, we ate there as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. The food there, nice. and like Mediterranean food, we gotta get you some Mediterranean food. Yeah, for sure, man. Mm-hmm. I like, I like going to different restaurants. We gotta, we gotta do African food too. African, Jamaican. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah, we're, we're gonna go to Morocco. We're gonna go to Morocco. Yeah, that one's better. Let's plan that after this. We'll plan. We'll get up Morocco. Yeah, definitely. Morocco's an Ethiopian joint. I think I see on social media because I searched it. Yeah, I just African and Jamaican food spots on. Yeah, have you ever eaten? That's our spot. We used to go there all the time. I know. We go there anymore. We're gonna start now. Yeah. You ever been to a Volkite? A Volkite place. It's like just south of the Emirates. Was it? Sorry, is it by the Tollington? You know, like in Finsbury Park. I know where you're talking. The Tollington's like the Arsenal yeah, yeah, yeah. that's there, and like if you cross the road mm-hmm. right before like the bridge with yeah. the train overpass, yeah. there's an Ethiopian restaurant, and there's like a laundromat, and like some other places, and like a little strip mall. Yeah, I place. think I know what you're talking about. No, yeah. I personally have to eat there, so. It's. Baraka's food is like on par with like Wolkai, like so. And not to mention that my friend owns it, but you know that's neither oh, here nor there. Yeah. Just drop it, drop oh, the oh. names over. See, like we said, local celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, favorite food you had in the states so far? It's a Chick Fil A. It's a Chick Fil A. Mm. <laughs> that, that's just like one of no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, Chick Fil A is up there, but I'd say that's probably my favorite. Uh, Yeah, I'd probably say when I went to Samba. Samba? Yeah. 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 Meat on a sword is tough to beat. Yeah. 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 I, mean, say, I mean, unless thing, you're a vegan. The, a one, the one thing that <laughs> they sorry. do in England better than at anywhere I've eaten in the States is curries. I was just going to oh, say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. say. There's not much. Yeah, there's not much. Yeah. Indian takeouts in Madison, I see. I'm not a big Indian fan, but like once uh, in a while, it's just nice to have. we got some good Indian places we can suggest. Yeah. There's yeah. a couple good ones. Yeah. yeah. Steve, did you grow up eating Indian food being like Indian, half Ethiopian. Indian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like... Man, what? those samosas he made us though. What? Holy what? shit. I didn't get Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Alright, so I'll, I'll pause here. So we had like, we had like this little get together like last year. Yeah. We, with like the music player, all the music players got together and we were practicing songs and stuff. Steve is Indian, mm-hmm. and so I'm Lebanese, and then my friend mm-hmm. Zach is Greek. Okay. And so we, we brought like bunch of food like I brought uh, falafel you know he brought he made samosas yeah for yeah. us yeah. Like, so and, and, and then they were, they were cold and I was like fucking Steve and like, like breakfast <laughs> like breakfast I'm like I'm eating cold samosas and breakfast with coffee I'm like yeah. Steve you like they're a pain to make but they're good it's, it's like it's it's like me making like you know Mediterranean food right like, like falafel, takes a while. Yeah. falafel is easy for me to make that's why I can make it like I always make it but like when I start making like 
a domaz, like grape leaves. Oh, yeah. Oh, that stuff is so good. Or like, make, like when I made kibbe, oh, like yeah. little meat footballs. Uh-huh. That's, when, that's when things start getting difficult. And that's when I'm like, y'all better really enjoy this. You know, I'm going to a lot of work for this. Yeah, right? Yeah. Steve, what's, what's your favorite in inside Madison metro area uh, Indian, Indian food? I don't like any of them. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Well, I guess, yeah, if you have authentic. I'm absolutely fucking shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't like any of them. Uh, What's the place on uh, Manila Drive? Um, What about Amber Cuisine over here? I actually have not been over there. That's my favorite. Yeah, I'll have to try it. What about the place that's over off of uh, Old Sock? That's very good. Yeah. I used to work and go there for lunch. Kids. That's Maharaja? Like Maharaja? I don't do buffets. They're, I was going to say, they have a buffet, have, yeah. That place, uh, yeah. that's over there too, Sofra? Or, uh, no, um, Sofra is Mediterranean. No, 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 no. It's, uh, what, what's it called? Oliva. Oliva mm-hmm. is, is in that little strip mall too. Yeah. Amazing Mediterranean food. Some of the yeah. best falafel I've had in the city. Really? Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. We still gotta check out Taza. Yeah, here in town. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, is so obviously not missing like a whole lot of food. Growing up, did like did your parents have like a favorite dish that they cooked that um, you really enjoyed? No, I think my mom cooked like different food every day, every week. So uh, I, I obviously had a few favorites, but as far as like cooking the same thing, no, I kind of. Kind of always on rotation. So, yeah. yeah, you're kind of like branching out now, trying to explore a little bit more. Yeah, man, yeah, opening up my palate a bit. So yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask, seeing that my man is here in a dreamsicle colored <laughs> jumpsuit, <laughs> which is gorgeous by the way. Yeah, came in with a Louis Vuitton bag, a Nike tracky. That's amazing. It's not yeah, it's amazing. Is that one thing you do miss, though, is that, like, because in London you've got, like, the shops and you've got, like, the stores and, like, you don't have as much of that here. Like, it's, like, 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 so you can't find any of that shit. Yeah, Madison in America. Like, in Madison. Yeah, Madison, yeah, but it's kind of, it's not really what I came out here for anyway. Yeah. Well, I know. He's like, I already got the fit. Yeah, I mean, you already have for sure. As far as that clothes wise, I think, anyway, America is kind of on a higher level. Than the UK when it comes to clothes and drip. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people in the UK look up to people in America and for real. Like for inspo and maybe like bounce off each other but like as far as like trends, like I think me anyway, like, I prefer a lot of like, a lot of I look at like a lot of basketball players and a lot of like, other fashion artists in like, America and, and that yeah, and that's been like, something that like, you know, has been in you know, in the media recently. Yeah. Because like Serge Canabry he took a lot of flack because he went to Fashion Week. Yeah. You know, and then he came back and like... Dr. Bellerin kind of taking that shit. You know, like out here, like, if you do that, it's kind of seen like, it's more normal. normal. Yeah, like, 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 like reason, because like, it's like, like you said, with basketball, it's like, there's a reason why before every game in, the, in, 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 you know, they show these guys walking in. Walking in. in. Yeah, walking sure. in. The way, the way they want to show the fit, right? Yeah, they like, like, it's like a little fashion show. Yeah, right? definitely. You know? I feel like... Uh, athletes out here get treated different to athletes in the UK. How so? Explain why. I just feel like um, you're under a telescope in in the UK. Like no matter what you do, uh, mm-hmm. it's like you can't have no social life. You can't have your own opinion. You can't kind of um, like 
not go with the flow kind of if, if you if you're not it's kind of your demon is going yeah. against them even if you're yeah. just doing your own thing or, yeah so i feel like um obviously there's rules and there's there's procedures but like in america i feel like there's a lot more freedom and like, you understand fans and the 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 corporations they understand that like, we are actually human as well and yeah. we, we have our own lives and we do like our own things what, so what do you say that is because especially from for me like i know this from being in both places like it's more of like like here in the states there definitely is more of a focus on the individual like in like embracing like who the individual is yeah for sure and like in like accepting the individual person yeah. rather, whereas rather than being a part of a group mm-hmm. right yeah. you know because like over in england it's like i always felt like athletes were looked at as like there's like a certain like you have to fit into this box of like yeah, if you're a footballer this is what you do this is how you act this yeah. is like, you know, like, i think you know, a little bit whereas whereas like now you're over here in the states and it's like you're able to like just be who who you are yeah, and you can just be yourself you don't you like you don't have to fit into a box yeah for sure yeah i think a little bit of that though grant is like there's definitely an old boys culture around football in england absolutely and you, I mean, being an Arsenal fan, I saw you saw it with Mesut Ozil, right? Yeah. Constantly, no matter what he did, slated for for not you know, not being a hard tackling, not getting back to defend all the time. Like, yeah. it's like that's not why they brought this guy into the club. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like he's he's here to play a part. Like yeah. he is not going to get stuck in. You know, like a, he's here to be a tactical genius, he's which is what he is. Man, I saw some insane goals from him. Like even being there in person, like the handful of games that I saw him playing, like like Amazing the guy player. is a genius, but he was just never gonna get appreciated no. playing for that club. And he is absolutely one of those guys that like he needs that. Like he, like he needs people to love what right. he's doing. I think there's a part of that in England, especially that's like if you're not like a, a hard tackling white male, like generally you got it stacked against you. Yeah. And that's just how it is, and that's how yeah. football is in that country. Yeah. And like it's still taking a long time. I think it's going to be another 10, 15 years for agree. like those people to work their way out of of being football supporters in England to change the mentality. All I need to know about what you're just saying is that Charlie Adam found a job <laughs> yeah, for right. how many years that yeah. he did. Yeah. And Charlie Adam was a fucking hack of a player. Like, yeah, I feel like... Like, seriously, like, yeah. Taylor, I mean... And yeah, maybe from, like, the outside, but I feel like for him to kind of, like, have a career, like, he's got to, like, he's got to be a mad profession professional person like, and uh, yeah. you got to live a certain lifestyle and I feel like that's right. why a lot of these guys like you might see them on the pitch and they're playing like, we think they're playing shit week in week out but like, dedication hard work and that's like, true. the results and like what you got to do and put up with and sort of to maintain that week in week out yeah. like, hats off especially I feel like um, in the lower leagues in the Premier League like, I feel like as far as like technical I feel like it's much more like doesn't matter what size you are now, how young you are. Right. If, if you got it and you can adapt to it, and you can like handle the pressure and like, the fans and the responsibility, and just be that professional. Yeah, we can be count. I think that. Yeah. Lower leagues is different. Yeah, hundred percent. Lower leagues mad different. Like I said, different from like non-league to prem is like a lot. Maybe like prem champ is kind of like right. similar, but like again, prem to league one. 
kind of the big jump as well. So. Right. Well, I mean, like you said, it's like even if you're talking about like the Nations League, yeah, right. Like these guys, they're working full time gigs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then coming off of a gig and then going and playing football. Yeah, so sure. there's no level of football here in this country where that's like unless you're you're talking like you amateur know, level. Like the, the amateur level, I mean, but yeah. like like the team that you, that will be playing in the U.S. Open Cup the first week of April. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of those guys have day jobs. Yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 league two, right? Are you are USL league two? Yes. Yes. Well, those are mostly college players, but yeah. Yeah, yeah but like Nisa, or uh-huh. like you know, would be would be guys that have full time gigs, but it's like. It, well, I mean, let's be it, honest. Real but like quick, the then. first three levels of like professional football here, it's like. Yeah. Let's be honest real quick. Before the CBA for USL, some some of those guys are working side gigs too. I mean, Brian Sylvester, our goalkeeper, backup goalkeeper in the first year, was driving Pedro Uber. Yep. Wow. Like, That's crazy. They weren't making enough money. And like now that they've got these standards in place, like, yeah. you know, guys are, guys are able to take care of themselves and focus on the football. Yeah, for sure, man. Is that something that you has been talked about over in England too is that like the United States is like starting to come around with like paying players and like you're able to make more of a career here? Um, was it, uh, me being in, in the UK I wasn't really aware of like um, how bad it was financially um, prior to the CBA yeah. and obviously like being out here like speaking to like a few few of players and kind of like hearing stories and hearing stories that they've heard and that they know about Yeah, I heard it was pretty bad um, I heard like Again, like some players were on like guys zero like dollar contracts. Yeah, contracts. Yeah, man, I heard like. Yeah. Again, like, it was, it was crazy. Like, in the UK, like, that's, again, that's not. It doesn't that's happen. kind of not really heard of. Unless you're thing. playing, like, again, like, Saturday football, amateur football, where you're getting paid, I don't know, like, every single match, but like £50 a match, or I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. guessing, yeah, on Saturday, so I've never kind of experienced that, or like, know any players that have experienced that, like, not getting paid or like. It's kind of unheard of. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a little bit. Uh, what are your go- What are your individual goals? Yeah. Like, obviously, I mean, we we've asked some of these other guys, like Chris and Cheney. You know, we you have team goals for the season, obviously, right? Like making playoffs. Win a cup. Yeah. Win, <laughs> win the whole damn thing. No right? pressure. What if, win the whole fucking thing. What's what's your what are some of your goals for this season? Um, personally. Personally, for sure I'd say number one is to to win the league and then after the league like win the playoffs. Um Once again, like, do the double. Yeah, like for sure like kinda like can't really focus on the playoffs if you haven't won the league or you know in and around it, so like I don't want anyone to be focusing on the playoffs right. when we haven't even won the league yet. So like my main goal is like first and foremost Win like, every game. Yeah, like, I don't like losing, you don't go into a game to lose, so my first thought is to win the league, personally. Is, is that exciting to you, entering into a playoff format? Because have you played in a playoff format before? Yeah, like, obviously being in the championship, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah. like, Reading and like, where I made my, like, breakthrough. Yeah. We was in and around the playoffs. Yeah. Like, with, like, one or two points off getting the playoffs to go to the Prem, so like, I know, like, being around it, like, the pressures and, Again, like I was just like, taking it all in and just being around it. Yeah. Obviously, I wasn't a starter, but just being on the bench and being in the squad, being a player around, and you see like you 
these guys are playing for playoffs, playing for a big paycheck, playing to get into that next league, playing for like personal goals. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a good thing and it's something that um, I kind of feel like I've got a bit of experience in, so that's something that I want to bring, 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 bring into the team. Yeah. How how personally do you do you take losses? Um, can't let it affect you to a mad degree, but like, then again, like uh, I hate losing. Um, I don't really, I don't take losing. Um, so how I deal with it personally, um, kind of just fucks up my weekend or my week or my day that next day or two days. But like, kind of like. Obviously, I don't want to say if and when we do lose, but like yeah. when you are in that, do you wake you, up? Yeah, man. like when you are in that, yeah, you wake up, man. Yeah, it's just about yeah. getting yeah. the chain and just like righting your wrongs and just making sure it doesn't happen again, right. sort of thing. So. It's funny, like I I wanted to ask you that because like I've been on like several like Emirates Stadium tours with Charlie George, running running the you know the Legends tour. Charlie George who won the, won the double with Arsenal in 1970 and 71. Okay. And he talks about how as a he would have to take the train home, take the tube home with fans after the game. Yeah. <laughs> so if he played like shit, yeah. he'd be like trying to cover his face up with a newspaper, you know, like yeah. trying to whatever like what what is it I mean obviously the, the this isn't where you grew up, but like yeah. what does it mean? That's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like, are you gonna take it personally? You know, not getting good results. Um, I feel like you can't kind of take it personal. Um, can't let it affect you. Um, it's not a position that I want to be in, and like, no one I really want to think about. But like, if I do get in that position, uh, kind of just take it how it is and just approach it. Whether if yeah. it does come up again, that like, that's not something. You gotta focus on the next yeah, one. Yeah, that's not really something that I want to be paying attention to. I feel like I'll, I'll be in, and I hope not to be in. Can't let it wreck you. Yeah, for sure. So, we're wrapping up preseason. Yeah. Um, getting ready for Omaha. Mm-hmm. Right now, going into that first matchup in Omaha. Yeah. Where do you think the club is? Mm-hmm. What do they need to work on? as a club and what do you feel like you personally need to work on as the season continues? Um, I feel like we've obviously been together as a group for a while now. Um, again, that day by day, getting to know each other more, it's getting tired, it's getting stronger. Um, I feel like me personally, um, going into the game, I feel like I'd like to feel like I'm at full fitness. I hope we get a night in before the game. That was one of the things you mentioned to me. Is like um, Saturday was the first time you'd played in like a full game in like yeah, seven yeah, months. Yeah, so mm-hmm. for sure, man. Hoping to hopefully like get another night under my belt before the game. Um, but confidence-wise, I'm, I feel good. On the ball, I feel good. Um, so I feel like I'm ready. Um, getting that, just getting that, getting that nine minutes in the belt. Um, yeah. And knowing that I can push through ninety. Um, yeah man, ready to go now against Omaha, get three points and start the season off strongly. Yeah. So I guess I have to I have to ask too, like what does it take for you to feel like a game, like an individual contest, a game, 
was the success? Is it that you score a goal? Is it that you contribute to like the team success? Get get assists? Get or just like team wins? Contribute to the team wins? Like what what is it for you that like at the end of the day you feel like that performance for you personally was a success? For me, first and foremost, comes three points. Um, that's like put over anything. Uh, three points, and then. Obviously, every single game I want to have a good game. Um, I want to get goals, I want to get assists. I want to contribute in the final third. Um, great chances, um, get on the end of chances. But yeah, like, again, I put the team first. So first and foremost, the three points. And after that, I just want to make sure that like, what I'm putting into that three points is enough. And uh, yeah, man, put a real impact and make a real impact into the three points. Great. I think it's time for the lightning round. Yeah, I like the lightning <laughs> round. <laughs> lightning round! <laughs> I can't wait till we do a live show. I know, we gotta have Zach come out with like the fucking toga on. Oh, and like throwing lightning bolts <laughs> at people. Lightning <laughs> 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 round! Why don't you uh, ask, ask our, our man here the, the lightning round question? Alright. So lightning, lightning round question. I kind of alluded to this earlier. So lightning round, what we do is we go through what are you currently listening to? Music-wise. Music-wise. What is your favorite movie or the last movie you've seen? Film. Or the best film you've seen lately? Mm -hmm. And what's the last book you read and did you like it? Because I can tell you, like, there's a lot of books I've read, and I've mm-hmm. thrown the book against the wall afterwards. Been going, what the fuck was that about? You know, it's Fight Club. Ernest Hemingway did that a lot, <laughs> a lot of times. Hemingway, I did that right through the book against the wall, going, what the yeah. fuck was that shit? <laughs> but I like Hemingway too. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so, so music. Music. Could I call my phone? Yeah. Yeah. Look at your phone. Because, like, I was mentioning, like, Why obviously, no, cause obviously for me, like, we, met, we talked about Bobby Caldwell. Yeah. So I was listening to Bobby Caldwell today in, in tribute. Oh, man. And mm-hmm. was I'm on a new kick, Grant. We'll talk about it next week, but I'm on a new kick. Are you, we, we, <laughs> what? Like, this what is breaking news. To? I feel like we should have right. a do 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 You can't just leave us hanging. You're leaving the new Jack Swing kick? I'm not, I'm not leaving it, but like I'm adding to you're it. Gonna, you're gonna add to it. <laughs> yeah, late seventies. Uh, so before Teddy Riley and Ellie Reed. No, like it's a different style. We'll get into it, okay. but that's not like okay. yeah. And we're waiting on Jaden's answers. <laughs> um, I'd say right now probably a bit of Kodak Black. Okay. A bit of G Hamo. Yeah. Um, uh, been playing a bit of J Cole. I heard one of his songs the other day. Back on. Are you a Dreamville guy? Which J. Yeah. Cole song? Um, no Role Models. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I heard good. that the other day. So on, uh, old school, so that's that's really like, so. I'm going to send you stuff off of his newest album. Okay, nice. Like, like mainly like 95 South. Like you like Little Baby, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> my, my favorite album. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send you some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to send you some stuff. So, yeah, his man. new, like, Matt is a big J. Cole fan. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. Huge J. Cole fan. Seriously? Yeah. 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 Okay, wow. Yeah. We so talk with the guys. So, oh, wow. So if you go up to J. Coach Cole. tomorrow yeah. and say, like, hey, Coach, like, what's your favorite J. Cole song? <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably laugh and be like, you were talking to the NDZ guys. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. yeah. So, oh, awesome. yeah. Sure. So, 
We love J. Cole as well. So, um, do you have like a favorite album? Like, is there an album that like you've been listening to? Like, just like an album, or just like an album really you put on like like just listen to all the tracks? No, I'm not really an album guy. You know, like when yeah. the album does come out, I'll go through it and like pick the songs out of the album yeah. I do like. And then yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, is there like an album that's gone along where you're like you're quickly like wow like every no song skips. like like every song is like really good so. Yeah. Skips there. I don't Burn, Burner Boy's new album is a little skip for me. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, I'd say Burner Boy, not his new one, but one of Burner. Yeah, he's, he's that's what we're talking about. See, you see what we're saying now? You know what I mean? Like, because like kind of records though, Wizkid too. Because uh, we talked about one recently <laughs> that, that, that that came out that we were talking about. Um, I think that Alchemist Currency one for me, mm-hmm. that was one where that was no skip. Which one though? The the newest one, continu- yeah. continuance. Yeah. By uh, by currency and alchemist, that was one where there was no skips in that Like that's just um, Alfredo by Alchemist and Freddie Gibbs. That's yeah. a that's a that's a no skip album. Um, Tom Mish and Yusuf Days. Yeah. What kind of music? That's uh, a no that's a no skip album. So. Yeah. You nah, probably know L- Lil Sims. Yes. Like her last two records are no skips for me. Yeah, yeah. I know the whole thing. This, but I don't really listen to her a lot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Top. I feel like everybody in the UK like knows Lil Sims from Top Boy, and yeah. not necessarily <laughs> from doing music. Okay, so what about what about what about film? <laughs> what film I watched recently? Yeah. Um, the other day I watched Men in Black. All like the, the, the original. Like Will Smith, like the first, the first, the first Men in Black. Yeah, that first, second, and third. So you went through all three of them. Yeah, I watched all three. Had you never seen them before? I had, but I, like, I think okay. I didn't really, I didn't really pay Which one? Which one was your favorite? I probably said the original. You know, yeah, the original yeah. was really good. Yeah. I probably said the first one. Great soundtrack in the original too. Yes. Amazing soundtrack in the original too. If you had to pick, it's difficult. This is a question. This is why we ask it. What's your favorite film of all time and why? Favorite film of all time. Uh, we're just gonna let you know, Aiden Macias' choice was Fast Five. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Aiden. <laughs> wow, Aiden, that was our, that was our response too. Wow. <laughs> and, the, and the reason why he deadpanned us and said, "For real, yeah, I'm all about family." Is it? <laughs> He said that. He asked, like, that was his answer. We will go back after this. We'll we'll pull it up on on the audio and and then show it to you. Wow. Yeah, he didn't have jokes in it. Um, is, that, is that Aiden though? Is, yeah, he, is, cool, he, is, he, is he a clown though? Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously that is got a serious eye look. Yeah, yeah. 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 most clowns do. I like him, like, we vibe together. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's great. He's a cool guy man for sure. But film, I'd say Get Rich or Die Trying. You know. The 50 Cent one? Yeah, I'd say that's oh, probably yeah. the I remember the first time I watched that, I was like, yeah, sick. After that, <laughs> I can watch it now and just be like, are you a 50 Cent fan? 
Power. Yeah, man, I like what he does. I, like, I watch BMF, I watch Power. So yeah. I like what he does. Power is so good. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm on BMF now. There's like new episodes coming out. I haven't, I haven't out. watched that yet. Nah. It's good? I think it's better than Power. Too. Really? Really. I'm going to check it out. BMF Rob, is a joke. Guys. Rob's is the same thing. Rob, Rob yeah, yeah. I watch Rob. Power. I watch all of them like, every single time it comes out. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of the other ones? Like, Amazing uh, King? Yeah, I watched every single one. Yeah. I don't watch any. No. Yeah. I watched all of them. Yeah, I like it. Even the Kane yeah. one, to be fair. Yeah. I like yeah, it a yeah. lot. I think that's probably the best one. Have you ever one. seen the show The Wire? That's classic. You know what? My mom, she watches it. She watched it. She she you gotta watch it. it. You need to watch the Wire. You need to watch The Wire. Yeah. I think I will go on record as saying The Wire is the greatest television show yeah. in the history of mankind. And Steve is even like kind of agreeing, so that's how you know okay. that this is the real deal. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. He said it's, it's, it's up there. That's that. That is an amazing recommendation yeah. right there from Steve. Yeah. Uh, cool. Steve doesn't so, like any. Is it a movie or a, a show? <laughs> it's, a, it's a show. It's a show. How many? How many? Like uh, there's, I think there's like six seasons. Yeah. I think there's six seasons. There's short. Short. I need as many shows as I. But like yeah. one at the moment. I can't yeah, that's a good one. And, yeah, and I know this is one of those two where you're gonna get watching it, mm-hmm. and you'll grab me at some point and be like, "Dude, like, yeah," because so, it sucks you in, mm-hmm. it just pulls you in. The next thing you know, you're like five seasons deep, and you're like, "I don't want the show to end." Idris Elba's on on it. Yeah. Yeah. Idris like Elba. I just watched his new show that came out on uh, yeah. Netflix the other day. This is the series that made him basically. Yeah. 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 Is he like has a big role in well, it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he got HBO. He got HBO. I think he got Luther after this show. Yes. Yeah. So he got Luther, which you know Luther. Yeah. Right? Have like, you guys watching the new for? Oh, yeah, so yeah that's so good. Netflix. The new one. Wait, hey, that's so good. Good, that's dude. crazy, man. That's not as I watched it. And it's crazy. Makes you think, right? Mm-hmm. He got he got the Luther role because of his role on. It's the like Stringer Bell, right? Playing Stringer Bell. Stringer Bell, yeah. Stringer Bell, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, that's his character. Yeah, definitely gonna watch that. Yeah, so check out the check out the wire. Sure. It's a a drug kingpin on the wire. Yeah, it's, it's oh, so good. It's so good. Oh, he's he's just a fucking a man in that yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, he's the man in that show. Like, he's the Idris, man in real life. Idris is the man in general. Idris is the man wherever he goes. that point. Idris Elba yeah. should be the next James Bond. Just saying. Yeah, I agree. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, the last question. You can even rename him Jimmy. Jimmy Stacks. Jimmy Stacks. <laughs> <laughs> so the last question is, yeah. what's the last book that you read and did you like it? Um, I've just started a new book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, I'm not sure if you guys know it, but. Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah, so yeah. I just, just started that. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to get into that in a minute. Um, what was the impetus behind you picking up? Um, it's one of my one of my close friends suggested it to me, so... I don't know, he's probably put me on my last two or three books. Do you like to read? You know what, I didn't, but like, I'd say the last year, yeah. I probably wanted to read it. Um, kind of reading the Bible as well, so... Yes. Yeah, man, I'm just, yeah, like, I like to come home sometimes, and like, instead of watching, like, a Netflix show, like, just read for an hour. It's good for your brain. And, like, yeah, man, just it's keep my brain, brain going, keep my brain mm-hmm. healthy, yep. so, yeah. Are you, so, was part of the inspiration, like, you mentioned earlier, like, you have a son overseas? Yeah, I have a, yeah, a three-year-old son, man. So, is it, so, is Which it that? Cairo. Cairo. Yeah. So, is this... So this book is about what people with money teach their kids about money. Yeah. yeah so is that primarily so that like you could set your son up to like be 
successful or at least not to struggle? No, I feel like from my own experiences and like me, my, my 22 years of like living through life, I feel like going through a lot and I kind of know first time like what and how I need to teach and show my son. Um, I feel like I've hopefully gone through the stuff that I'll make sure he kind of never has to go through kind of guide him and lead him away from certain things or like, certain lifestyle or influences and yeah man I feel like probably me that like, my choice behind reading that book is um, yeah like I do have a son but like as far as like kind of using as influence I feel like kind of like, kind of already clued on or already know how and what I need to build my son up yeah. Do you enjoy like reading books that just kind of like teach you something or more books that kind of like expand your knowledge? Yeah, I feel like um, you just when you read, you read with an open mind and it's like kind of like it's just like gaining new knowledge. Um, A new perspective. Yeah, definitely, man. So it's like yeah. you just see things in different ways and kind of like. Before you read a certain book, like you'd view a certain situation, yeah. or like you may be in a certain position, and just with a different bit of knowledge, or just seeing things a different certain way, it kind of just repositions that and will put you in a different stance. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to uh, grow my mind as much as possible. Um, yeah, I like just live a good life and just <laughs> yeah, man, be happy, be healthy. Grow off the pitch, grow off the pitch as well. Yeah, for sure. Man. I like it too. I feel like you can't can't be good on the pitch if off the pitch you're not good I feel like especially men's football it kind of catches up to you off, like, off, off, off pitch lifestyle needs to be on key to make sure like on the pitch like it's go time yeah like, yeah man I gotta, I gotta ask like as we kind of draw things to a close for this episode yeah couple two questions yeah what is it you want fans to know about you yeah. as an individual, as a person, as a player? Yeah. And two, what can fans expect to see from you this season? Um, probably what I want them to know about me is just like I'm a, I'm a clean hard individual and like you can probably you can bet on it every weekend and every week, every game you see me, no matter what, no matter the result, no matter the performance, I'll give my all. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm here, I'm in Madison for for like myself and I've got my own goals and where I want to go and where I want to take my, my career, but first and foremost, I'm here for the club and I'm here for, for the, the club's goals and like, I want to win the league and I'm, I want to win personally the MVP, so there's, there's goals and there's, there's things I want to do and I'm hoping to like, Bring it, bring it back home, man. Bring it back to Madison. What, what can fans expect to see from you every weekend? Every weekend, you'll just see me go out there, give it my all. Um, that nine minutes, like I'm tuned in. I'm on a different planet to you. Like, you all, like, you'll all be seeing it. I'm, I'm in it. Um, yeah, man. I just be myself, play with confidence. Um, you'll definitely seeing some goals, <laughs> some assists. Um, I'd like. Yeah, man. I'll be. I'll be giving you a lot of show, making you happy and yeah. yeah man, we all know what we want and yeah. if, if fans see you on the street, should they come up and say hello? Yeah for sure, like, I'm a down to earth guy man. I, I, I fuck with everyone. Yeah, I'm a clean hearted <laughs> guy. I'm chill like, I may Very see chill. like closed off or whatever but like, yeah. you know, come you talk to me like. Any man that's willing to wear a dreamsicle coloured like jumpsuit. 
not only willing to wear it, but making it look fucking so damn notch. <laughs> you will see this. We'll put a picture up of it for everyone. <laughs> this thing is beautiful, y'all. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had a dream school before? Is a uh, like a popsicle? So, it's yeah. so a dream school. Is the, it's the pops. It's an orange popsicle. Yeah. And underneath the orange popsicle is yeah. like a like a vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream. Oh, okay. So it's called a dream school. Crazy. But it's like that's the, the color of the orange okay. popsicle. Is like yeah. 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 <laughs> like a Flintstones push up. Oh man! One of my one of my <laughs> one of my favorite NFL jerseys of all time. What's up? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Had, oh, had jerseys. Why haven't they what? thrown back to that yet? I have no idea why. And remember, that's when they also had the logo of the Buccaneer with the knife, the knife in the, the mouth, mouth and the hat folded over with oh, the yeah. feather. I'm like, he looks too Australian. I'm like, why the fuck did you ever go away from that? <laughs> I'm like, that is like, it's, it's. I'll show you like these old uni- uniforms. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were banging. Well, so. Jaden, thank you so much for joining yes, us Jayden. tonight. Thank you. Cheers, well, uh, cheers, well, bro. Yeah. Brilliant, my man. Yeah, cheers. And as Greg always says, be easy. We'll see y'all next time. Sure, cheers. Take care. Oh, oh, oh.